Ain't that good? Morning. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. If you're happy about being in the Lord's house, say amen. amen. There we go. If you're visiting with us this morning, and you can find a visitor card in the pew in front of you and fill it out and put it in our offering box so we can keep a record of your visit. We'd appreciate that. <clears throat> Chad wants me to announce that our trunk or treat is scheduled for Saturday, October 29th from 5 to 7. We're needing candy donations, as much as you can, can donate. And uh, we also need those people to volunteer who do a trunk for the, for the trunk or treat. Again, that's October 29th on a Saturday. Our scheduled fellowship tonight at the creek is being postponed. I'm sorry to say. We were supposed to meet at 9 at 6, but it looks like it's going to be some significant rainfall starting around 3 or 4 o'clock. And even if it stops, it's going to be so wet down there, it probably won't be good for us driving our vehicles and all down there. So we're going to put it off for a couple of weeks and see what the weather does and hopefully be able to get another one in before Halloween. Our Christmas play practice begins Wednesday night at 5.30. It says there will be a light meal provided. And Sandra said we're going to be at 5.30, being in the youth building at 5.30. If you can't be here this Wednesday, but you still have a child that wants to be in the play, please let her know so when she hands out the parts, she's, she's got something for everyone. And that starts this week at 5.30. <clears throat> we still have a, a WMU meeting here at Crestview on Tuesday this week at the 27th at 6 o'clock. And please remember our uh, breakfast this coming Saturday from uh, 7 to 9.30. If, you're, if you can help us with serving and, and fixing that, please come on out and uh, join us for that time too. And I don't think there's any other announcements I've forgotten. So at this time, I'm going to give the floor over to Sandra. This is the month for our North Carolina missions our goal here at our church is $2,000. Uh, we've only reached that goal, I think, twice. So we would love to reach our goal this year. Now, as a state, our goal is $2.1 million. So that's just a drop in the bucket. But uh, our theme for this year is relief for today and hope for tomorrow. I would like to read you some of the uh, information about what this money goes towards. It says, no matter the circumstance, no matter the cost, we're called to bring relief to our hurting world through selfless acts of kindness and generosity. Because of your gifts to the North Carolina Mission Offering, Baptists are being mobilized across our state and around the world to provide relief in the midst of pain and disaster. But more than providing temporary relief, we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, which offers eternal hope. <clears throat> I, I just remember this one, that back when Katrina hit in New Orleans, there were more volunteers from the North Carolina Baptist than anywhere else in the United States put together. And that <clears throat> is something that we can hold our heads high and not be haughty about, but be proud that the Lord is using us. <clears throat> but they're asking for prayer. 
prayer for the disaster relief volunteers, for church planters and churches that will be planting across our state, physical and spiritual needs of those served through the medical, dental, and health screening ministries. We have two mission camps in North Carolina. One is in Red Springs, and the other one is right here in Shelby. Our local Baptist associations and more individuals and churches to become involved in missions and volunteers ministering through national and international partnerships. Our breakfast that our brotherhood sponsors the first Saturday of each month. Some of this money goes towards our North Carolina missions. We not only just help locally, but we help all over. So we do have envelopes, and I don't know if there's still any in the pews, but if you want one, we'll definitely get one for you if you would like to make a donation towards this. But again, our small goal is $2,000 for this year. So since I would be praying about this situation, <coughs> I'm going to be praying um, for our church. I'll be doing the pastoral prayer. <coughs> we have a list out here. It might not have been there when you came this morning, but it's out there now. This list is the front and halfway down the back. We have a lot of concerns, not just for our own members, but because our members have requested us to pray for other people, their family, their friends, coworkers. So if you would pick one of these up on your way out if you didn't get one, and throughout the week, pray for these people because we have a lot that are <clears throat> sick, hurting, surgeries, and if you have a prayer request, since Artie is sick this week, if you would let me know or Jim know, we'll get it on our prayer list. But is there anyone else that has a prayer request that is not on the list? Uh, the restaurant that we eat at, Highway 29 Grill, she actually just told me this yesterday, Friday. There's a two-year-old little girl named Chloe that has a health problem that she's having seizures, and they don't know why. She's going through tests and multiple stuff now, but this is occurring like minutes apart. So if you could pray, pray for Miss Chloe. And not only has Artie, you know, he can take the COVID test all day long and it comes back negative, but he's had COVID and now Ginger is sick. So they're not here this morning. I've been talking with him most every day, and this morning I said, well, how are you? He was planning on coming. And I pulled the uh, big sister on him, not the mom, the big sister on him. And I said, stay home. St stay away from us, Artie. <laughs> so he said, okay, he would. So we not only need to be praying for Artie and Ginger, but we need to pray for Chad. So Chad found out this morning he would be uh, bringing the message to us. But not only that, Artie said, and I quote, please call our church to the altar to pray this morning. We are under spiritual attack on every front ever since our revival services started. And that was two weeks ago. <clears throat> Sickness, family problems, financial problems, just arguing among people, 
And he said, the list goes on and on. So for those who are able, that will just come down to the front. Let's pray. So if you'll be making your way down, we'll have a word of prayer. If it gets too crowded up here, you can just go down the sides. <clears throat> Let us pray. Lord, I'm not going to read all the names on this list, but you know the names that are there. You know all the needs. You know all the hurts and the pains. But Lord, I especially ask your healing power upon Artie, Ginger, and I ask that you'll just fill Chad with your Holy Spirit this morning. Give him the words that we need as a church to hear. Lord, we as individuals, as a church, even as a nation, Lord, we're in a mess and we're hurting. We're hurting in every way there is to hurt. Our loved ones that are sick, our church members that are sick, they're hurting right now. We got some that are waiting on tests. And Lord, the anxiety, the discouragement, and the pain that they feel, they're all real. So we come to you because you are the great physician, Lord. And we're asking you to heal them and to comfort them. I ask your special touch on little Chloe this morning. Lord, we don't know her. But we don't have to know her. You do. You created her. Lord, you know, you know the number of hairs that she has in her head. So I ask you, Lord, to touch her. Let her feel your comforting arms around her. And her parents. Lord, her parents, they're hurting beyond words. Comfort them as well. People are suffering financially. They're worried about whether they can pay their bills this month whether they can provide their family with groceries. So I'm asking you, Lord, to open our eyes and open our hearts. Help us to see those that are in need and give us that desire to want to help them, Lord. And I ask you as our provider to give them their daily needs. Lord, not just our church, but our nation. It's divided. As individuals, we were created to think for ourselves. But because of our different opinions, we're turning against each other. And we're so divided, it's almost like a war. It's dividing our families and our friends. Our churches have less attendance now, not just our church, but across the nation. There's fewer people going to church than ever before. We're worried about the finances. We've even worried that churches may have to close their doors. And that's just a horrible thought. It's a horrible thought that Crestview would ever consider. 
concentrate our words. So I'm asking you to fill our hearts with faith and trust in you, dear Lord. Give us that desire to see our church be that light on the hill that others will see you through us, dear Lord. You are a God of love, peace, and joy. Lord, you're not in the middle of conflict. You're not in the middle of grumbling and griping, and you're not in the middle of a division. Satan is. He's behind all this. So, Lord, he's having a heyday with us. He's going to continue to cause conflict. He's going to continue to cause a division. So, Lord, help us to kick him out of our lives. Lord, I'm just praying that you'll help us all as your children to turn from our wicked ways. And I know we got a long way to go. So we're asking you to continue to have mercy on us. Give us more time, dear Lord, and a change of heart. Give us faith so that we will trust you for every move and every word that we speak and every idea that comes to our mind. Give us kind words, Lord. Don't, Lord, sometimes we want to follow rules so strictly that we forget to be kind and have a heart. So fill us up with you, dear Lord. May we have, may we just continue to have different opinions and different views, but Lord, to love each other. As Christians, you've called us to be on a higher standard. Like I said earlier, we're to be that light on the hill. So, Lord, begin the healing right here within our church, within us. May we be joined together through prayer, faith, and our actions. The words that we say remind us to think before we speak. So, Lord, we're looking to you to guide us. The only way we can win this war against Satan is right here, like we're doing now, on our knees, praying to you and trusting in you. Lord, we need you. We need you every hour, every minute, and every second. Thank you, dear Lord, for blessing this church. Please continue to use us. We love you and give you all the praise and all the glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and for what you're going to do. For it is in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior's name that we pray. Amen. So if you'll continue standing as you go back to your seats. <laughs>
and turn in your hymnals to page three. Let us stand and sing the first and the last verses of Holy, 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 page two. off from the house this morning and forgot something so I had to back up and punt a little bit but it worked out really good because it's going to line up what we're talking about today um, question who has ever been to the ocean raise your hand if you've been to the ocean all right the ocean's a fun place to go who has ever been to the ocean and saw a lighthouse or knows what a lighthouse is you've seen a lighthouse You've never seen a lighthouse? A lighthouse is a, most of the time, it's a really tall tower that sets out by the ocean, and it has a big light up on the top of it, and it spins around. And that, we know what that's for. Does anybody know what that's for? All right, it's so boats can, do what? Yeah, it's so boats can see... Yeah, the Paw Patrol has a lighthouse in it. It has, it has a boat, but it's built to it. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. So, but a lighthouse is meant, so boats, can, if it's really foggy or really dark, and so boats can see the shore. All right, so the, the lighthouse doesn't save boats. What the lighthouse, the, the shore, the land is what saves boats in case of an emergency. But the lighthouse is there as a beacon. Now that's a big word for you guys. But I mean, it, it's so you guys, it's so something can see something. Like if, if you've ever been going down the road and saw with your mom and dad and the, the lane's fixing to change and you saw one of those light up arrows and it's pointing over and flashing, saying, and it's so letting you know something's going to happen here. You need to change over. Well, that is a beacon. It's a light that shines out so boats can know 
that the where the land is, where they need to go. Well, do, do you know that God wants us to be like a lighthouse? Did you know that? No. You, he wants you to stand up and spin around like this. Is that what he wants you to do? No, I'm just kidding. That's not what he wants you to do. Um, he wants you to be a light. Do you think you can be a light? You cannot be alive? Why are your batteries dead? I am not You have a little spot back here that you probably take double A batteries. No, this is No, I'm just kidding. This is mine. No, even behind your ear, everybody has a slot that takes double A batteries for your life. You didn't know that? No. I'm just kidding. God wants us to be a light so we can guide other people to who? Who should we be a light? To God and to Jesus, that's right. We can't save people through what we do. There's nothing we can do to save people. But we can shine bright by loving others, caring for others, and living in a way that God wants us to live. All right. Living in a way that God wants us to live and loving others, and we shine our bright our light. And by doing those things, by being kind, we lead other people to God and Jesus Christ who can save them, right? So as you go out this week, I want to encourage you guys to be a lighthouse. Let your light shine so bright that people come to you wondering what makes you different. Why you're so nice. Why you're so kind. Why you're so loved. And then when they come to you, are you going to take the credit for it? No, you give the credit to Jesus Christ who puts that light in your life and shines, okay? We're going to bow our heads and pray. And I want you guys to sit. We're going to go on out, okay? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these boys and girls that are here, for the energy and the enthusiasm they bring each morning to the children's sermon. Lord, help us to go out into the world and shine bright so other people can come to know you and see the amazing, wonderful Savior that you are. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
morning. Glad to be here today. Uh, morning didn't go as I planned for it to go, but you know what? It's good. Our God is great, and uh, we are here in His house, and we get to worship Him, and uh, I get to share. Uh, I get to share God's message with you this morning, which I'm excited about. Um, and so last week I had a title up on the up on the screen, and I said, you know, last minute I said, nope, we're not talking about that. Well, guess what? That title's up there again today, and I am going to read this scripture today, uh, even though I don't have those notes anymore. I come in and made some new notes, and you know, we're ready to get started, and uh, I want to start by reading the Word of God. So if everyone would stand, if you can, and we are going to look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Somewhere. I had it on there. No, I don't. Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for this day. Lord, I pray for your blessings on every word that is fixing to come out of my mouth. Lord, I pray that it's not, your, not my words, but your words, Lord. I pray that as uh, we go out today, that uh, we're safe and we just enjoy a day of rest together. Lord, we love you so much and just open our ears that we can hear what it is that you want us to say, what you want us to hear. All else we ask in your name, amen. All right. I do thank you guys for coming to worship with us today. And uh, I want to start, and what I want to do, is kind of like what I did last week, I want to go through this scripture uh, piece by piece. Um, so at first I'm going to look, I'm going to look back and I'm going to read uh, Matthew chapter 5 and uh, verse 13. It's, Again, and it's talking about salt, and it's comparing us as salt. And it says, For you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Salt, if you cook, if you come to my house and you cook, there's lots of seasoning and flavors that go into my cooking. We use salt to enhance the flavor of what we're cooking, right? Salt's used to, to make, give it a little kick and bring it out. If you've just cooked salt, it's not going to be fit to eat. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to have that uh, salty taste. I can't think of anything else to say. The salty taste, right? It's going to be too, salt, so salt is meant to enhance the flavor of whatever you're cooking. Salt doesn't make the meal. Now, I saw people cook, and I'm thinking, well, you're going to have some food with that salt? And it salt made their meal. But um, 
Salt is not meant to be the source of what we're eating. Salt is meant to enhance that flavor, sort of bring it out, show, to, to give it a little bit of kick. And um, I think that's what, kind of why God, God compares us to, we're going to compare it to salt right here. Um, Jesus is uh, telling us that we are to be the salt of the earth, which, and uh, he's doing a little bit of foreshadowing, I think. He's talking, and uh, he knows that he's not going to be on this, on this world in physical form forever. He's going to be, eventually, his, his purpose was to, to die for our sins and be risen again, and now he's uh, flesh and body. He is in heaven Preparing us a place to come back. So he needed salt to be left behind, to share, and to just to push out what God does, to show what God does in our life. And so that's to me, that's why God is saying, or Jesus is saying, to be the salt of the earth. Because through our actions, through the way we treat others, through the way we talk to others, through what we do when we don't think people are watching. All these things are meant to show just who God is in our life. To just in, We're not really enhancing God's flavor, but we're making it kick. We are the physical on earth. We are, we are living out who God is in our life by, like I said, by loving people. Loving people is, we'll say, oh yeah, we love everybody. Loving people is one of the hardest things to do because there are a lot of people in the world that may do things you don't like to you may you may not agree with their you may not agree with their beliefs and ideals you may not agree with the things they say and the words that come out of their mouth but we still have to love those people regardless of who they are and what they say I'm not saying agree I'm not saying fall in and, and say, yeah, okay, we agree this is right or we're going to push this is right. We still have to love people regardless. And that, we, that is something as a Christian that is very, very important when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if we're not loving people, if we're not being the salt here on earth, if we're not showing people who God is if we're not loving Him. Because God loved us so much that even, I said it last week, even after we curse His name, we constantly break His rules, we constantly disobey Him, we constantly turn our back on Him. God knew that this was going to happen. We that knew that I was going to sin, that Miss Sandra was going to sin, that He knew about our sins that we're going to commit. But He still sent Jesus to die ahead of time for my sins for Miss Sanders' sins for everybody's sins not just in here, in the whole world and so what reason, if you can find a reason not to go out into the world and love people and care about people and be the salt of the world, I'll let you come up here and share it with me because you can't you can't find a reason you can say well that, that person you know, they, they hurt my feelings 10 years ago or, or they didn't shake my hand this morning. Or, uh, they, uh, they didn't invite me to a birthday party last week. You know, 
it doesn't matter what, what they've done to you. God doesn't say love people if people love you first or if you feel like it's okay or if it's what you feel like you want to do. He tells us to love people regardless. And we have to be that salt. And, if, and he tells us right here, he's been straightforward with us. If we are not being that salt of the world, what good are we than to be thrown out and trampled underfoot? Because if we're not being the salt of the world, we're not being who God commanded us to be. If the church is not being the salt of the world, then we're not being the church. We're just being a group of people who meets on Sunday morning. We are commanded, not asked politely. We are told here to go out and be the salt of the world. Moving on through the scripture compares us to another thing. And I started talking about it with the kids this morning because this has always been a favorite. I mean, everybody's known this. We've, we've been doing this since we were one year old. We've been singing this little light of mine, right? We're going to hide it under a bushel? Nope. I'm going to let it shine. And that is a, that is a start into, into what else it means to be a Christian. What else it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ. We are to be the light. It says, 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Like I said a while ago, Jesus Christ, he walked this earth and he went and he is in heaven now preparing us a place. He was the light of God into the world. But when he went to heaven, when he left, he left the Great Commission for his disciples. And who were his disciples? I am. All of us. We are his disciples. He left the Great Commission to his disciples to go out into the world and share the gospel. We are to be that light of the world because if, we, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you can choose to do one of two things. You can take that Spirit and you can keep it to yourself. You can do what you want to do with it. You can hide it, you know, put it on your... Put it on your lamp stamp and lamp stand and close your curtains so nobody else can see it. Or you can do what God commanded us to do. You let that light shine bright for the whole world to see. Smile. That is the biggest thing. It, and I'm not saying it's easy to smile. I work with kids. You guys know that. Every morning I stand in the hallways. I come in in the hallways sometimes. My cheeks are dragging the ground. I'm so tired and so down. But when those kids start walking in the door, I talk all my might and I lift those cheekbones up. And I smile. And I tell those kids every morning, I hope, have, I hope you have a good day. And if somebody comes in, or if you're in elementary school in the morning, it happens. Somebody, there's going to be 15 kids come in crying every morning because they didn't want to leave their mama in the car, okay? You smile, you take that kid by their hand, and you walk them to class. doesn't matter how you're feeling about it. If you had a bad night, didn't get any rest, you smile, you be that light to others. And I don't do that because it's my job to smile, as, as working in the school, to smile at kids. 
Because I get paid at the school whether I smile at kids or whether I look at all kids grumpy. I Trust me, I've seen it. It happens. People look at kids grumpy and just say, hmm, going down the hall. It happens. But I smile at kids because I am the light of Jesus Christ. And I want what Jesus does for me, I want that for those kids, for the teachers, for, for the people I see at Walmart, for the people I pass at the mall, for the people I pass on the street. If I walk up to somebody in the morning and I say, stick out my hand, I say, good morning, glad to see you. I didn't, was I glad to see them? No, I wasn't glad to see them. I might have been glad to see them, but, but what I'm, I'm not showing them that I'm glad to see them. I'm showing them that you're an inconvenience to me. I have to talk to you. It's never an inconvenience for me to smile and talk and share the light of who Jesus is because if we're shining our, our light the way God wants us to, that last part of that verse says, a city on a, that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. If you're letting Jesus Christ shine in your light, you can't hide it from anybody. Because it's going to come out whether you're having a bad day or not. That light is going to shine for people to see. Moving on to verse 15, he keeps talking about us being a light. And this is a, a, a good one because uh, if I had a lamp sitting right here and I, and I turned it on and then I threw a dark blanket over top of it, what good does that lamp do? doesn't do any good, right? Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Our lights in our house are meant to radiate and to light up the room that they're in. Would you, if your lights were, were coming on and they weren't lighting your house up, would you think there was a problem? Probably, right? Would you think there was some kind of issue, maybe with your electrical? Maybe you have a light bulb burning out? Like if you turned your light on, if you, turned, you walk in your door today, you turn your light on, and it doesn't brighten the room, there's a problem. Typically, the light bulbs burn out. Look up, you solve the problem. We are not meant, our light's not meant to be doused. It's not meant to be covered. It's not meant to be hidden away from the world, like I said before. It is meant to shine so other people are interested in what's different about us. That's the one thing I always talk about with my kids. I want, you, I, don't, I want you to go to school. I tell them I want you to go to school and I want you to live in a way where people come up and ask you why. Why, why are you living this way? Why are you doing this? Why are you smiling? Why are you kind to people? That's not too much to ask. I want you to live in a way, the church should live in a way that people ask us why. Why do we treat people the way we treat people? Why do we love people the way we love people? This last verse, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, people look at this 
Anytime they see good works in the Bible, people get confused. They say, well, I thought you weren't saved on our works. We're not saved on our works. The moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not the moment you're dipped in the water, not, not the moment that you decide that you go finally talk to a pastor and he prays a, a, a special prayer with you. The moment that you accept, you decide to give your life to Jesus Christ, your ticket to heaven is punched. You're getting there. Jesus Christ died for you. You know it. But, there's more, but that's, that's just the beginning of it. Because if we're doing and we're living and we're being salty and we're being the light that God is calling us out to be, that's just where it starts. And I like how right after it says that they may see your good works. Because we want to say, I, it's, it's, it's like a very, it's, I, I really feel, it makes me feel good when people come up and say, oh, you did a good job. But at the same time, I'm like, but I didn't. I just did what God asked me to do. I just spoke God's word. Or I'm just doing what God has, has given me, this, has blessed me with the ability to do. But at the same time, it feels good. But here's the thing. We're not doing the things we do for God. We're not shining our bright, our bright lights. We're not living this life so people can look at us and say, oh, look how awesome they are. It feels good when people tell you you're awesome, doesn't it? If somebody come up to you right now and said, you're awesome, are you going to smile? It feels good. So it's easy to get sucked into this trap of doing our works for ourselves. But we don't do what we do. We don't do the works that God puts in front of us to do. We don't do those for us to get praised. We do them so others can see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. We're supposed to be living this life. We're supposed to be being flavorful. We're supposed to be light up every room that we come in. Even on your worst day, you're supposed to come in and light up every room that you're in with your smile, with your attitude. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to have bad days because we all have bad days. But even on your worst day, you lost everything else. You still have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The story of Job, I reference it 200 times a year. Now, I don't, I don't, how many ever, at least 75% of my lessons I do with my youth, and you're going to roll their eyes in it, I reference the story of Job because Job's faith is such an awesome one. Time after time after time, Job had things taken away from him. And he still praised God. Now, did he fall? Did he fall there and stumble a little bit in the middle? He starts falling in, and you don't know the story. Go back and read it. He starts stumbling because his wife, his friends, his family, who he does have left, they're saying his wife one time tells him to curse God and die. I mean, what kind of advice is that from your spouse? Uh, I was, there's a Christian comedian. And he said, I want you to think about Job and Job's wife. God took everything from Job and he left his wife. <laughs> so think about that. 
So, so I don't know if that's a testimony. I'm saying not saying all. I'm saying Job's wife because she told him to curse God and die. Uh, listen, Job didn't curse God and die. Job decided to praise God through the hardest of times, even though he stumbled a little bit. And God blessed him in return. Listen, if we go out into the world and we share the gospel with other people, maybe you say, oh, I don't talk to people. Well, that's fine. You can smile at people, right? Jaden, let's see. Smile, smile for me. Jaden can do that. I know Jaden, he's not a talker. He don't like to talk to people. But he can smile. He can hold a door for somebody. He can say, hope you're having a good day. It's just as simple as that. And that plant seeds in people's life and makes them ask questions. Want to know why we are the way we are. Why are we different? I want to encourage you as I close. My encouragement for you is to go out into the world and live in a way that people notice a difference in your life. Live in a way where people say, wow. Why are they the way they are? And in a good way, not in a bad way. So just take that with you as we close today. And I want to close us in prayer. And as we, as, the, as we sing, if you have any decisions you want to make, if maybe you want to come pray at the altar, maybe you you're feel like maybe you're not smiling and loving people and shining the way you're supposed to, come up and give that to God. Let him, tell Him, you know what? I'm ready to live that life. Maybe you want to join the church. Maybe you're looking for a, a family. I'd be glad to be that family. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for allowing me to speak your word today. Lord, as we go through this, I pray that the Holy Spirit runs rampant through this building. We feel your presence. We feel you speaking to us. And we feel your guidance. And just pray, Lord, that we can go through this next week. Just help us to smile a little more. Be a little kinder. Love like we've never loved before. All because your son died on a cross for our sins. You loved us. All we ask in your name. Amen. Last Sunday, Chad had a change of message at the last minute. We're changing the words to our invitation at the last minute. May we never be too old to want to sing and be this little light of mine. Would you stand? First verse, this little light of mine. Second verse, hide it under a bushel. No. Don't let the devil blow it out. And last but not least, shine all around this great big world. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. 
I'ma let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let the devil blow it out. I'ma let it shine. Don't let the devil blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let the devil blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Shine all around this great big world. I'm gonna let it shine. Shine all around this great big world. I'm gonna let it shine. Shine all around this great big world. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Uh, I have a friend with me this morning. His name is Brandon Weiss. And he has come to me today, to, and he wants to give his life to Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? And so... I just ask that as we go through this week that you pray for him and his family and uh, I'm going to ask them here in a minute if they'll just, when we go out if you'll just go to the door and that way people can come by and shake your hand and tell you that they're Brandon Weiss. Brandon Weiss. Uh, I'm going to let our deacon of the week which is <laughs> close us in prayer. And don't forget, our picnic for the, the night has been canceled. So if you come, you might eat by yourself. But if you bring enough food, call me. I'll come on up here. Let us all pray. Father God, we come to you asking for every our ministry and our shortcomings. And thank you. Thank you, Father, for the words that uh, Pastor Chad has brought to us today. We know where the words came from. Father God, we pray that we will be the light that, that, that others will see in us. And being softy, Father God, being the salt of the earth is not a prideful thing, but a proud thing that we may let our light shine for others in the rest of Jesus Christ. Hold in hand. Amen. Amen. Hey, What's your name? Jessica Smith. Jessica Smith. Layla Weeks. Jessica Smith. Layla Weeks. So Brandon and Jessica have, they want to come to us today for membership too. Oh, and so I missed that. I misunderstood. I miscommunicated. That is my fault. So uh, how, how we, I'm not used to doing this. So call us anytime. No, do we just say, no, we just say, we it, all in favor of inviting them to our family, uh, show, your, show your support by saying amen. 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 All right, now we can go. You guys have a good day. All right, come on over here.